From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Today we return to our subject of adoption. We have an election before the foundation of the world that God has chosen for all men to be saved. Of course, you and I have a choice in that election as well. Satan has cast a soul a vote for our to condemn us. Christ cast a vote for us at Calvary, and we hold the swing vote. And once we have cast our lot with Christ, let me just remind you that we are in Christ. 77 times you will find these two words in Christ in the New Testament between the book of Acts and 1 Peter. We are chosen in Christ, Ephesians 1.4. We are created in Christ, Ephesians 2.10. We are complete in Christ, in Colossians uh, 2, 2, uh, chapter 2, verse number 10. And so God then, uh, from the foundation of the world, predestined, determined, made a choice about our destiny. Again, related, but not the same. The destiny was the determination that God made was that those who had chosen to receive Christ would be just like Christ, that we would one day, we are born into the family of God, but we will be adopted legally, inheriting all our full rights and privileges, not, when, not because we go to heaven, but because we have been predestined to be conformed to the image of his dear son, to have, a, to, to, to have this body of sin to be destroyed, to have a glorious body uh, fashioned like unto his. That is, our, that is our destiny. That's our future state. It's not our present state. And in light of that, we, we've been in Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, Romans chapter 8, verses 15 through 30. Yesterday, let me, let me just say this. With a series like this on the broadcast, please go back uh, and, and get the podcast if you missed one or if there's something you didn't understand. The things that take hour-long lectures, I give you in seven to nine-minute broadcasts, and sometimes you have to go back and listen to them again to get an understanding and comprehension. And if you missed one, you're missing something uh, that, that you're not going to have the understanding. Now, look, what should we say then to these things? Romans chapter 8, verse 31 today. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his son, but delivered him for us up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. The Spirit makes intercession for us, according to verse 28, and Christ makes intercession for us, according to verse 34. No one can condemn us because only God can justify. You know, when I was a boy, and I was, uh, for, for a little period of time, when I was uh, pre-high school and grade school, I was a little bit of a baseball fan. And of course, uh, in, in those days, Pete Rose um, was one of the most famous uh, players in baseball. And and uh, I remember uh, when, uh, when Pete Rose went to trial in the 90s, I was in high school. And you know, when Pete Rose was at trial, uh, for gambling on baseball, betting on baseball, he, the judge said to him with tears in his eyes, he said this, he said, you 
are the greatest baseball player I've ever known. I can forgive you, but I cannot justify you. You did wrong, I must sentence you. That's what the judge said. He said, I can forgive, but I cannot justify. You know, we can forgive each other, but we can't justify each other. Only God can justify. And because of Jesus, not because of us, not because of our works, but because we are in Christ, God declares us righteous. And if, if God has declared us righteous, not by, as Paul said, not be found in having, having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of Christ, uh, which by faith is in me. No one. Election guarantees the security of every believer in Christ. Those wonderful words in Christ are our eternal security. No one can bring a charge. Now, now I want to turn to 1 John chapter 3. I, I love these verses. I've committed them to memory and I quote them often. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Now, therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now, Jesus will appear, uh, will appear at the redemption of the body. We call it the rapture. The Bible calls it the resurrection. Uh, the Bible also calls it his appearing. Uh, and it's a pity that we are so often unlike Jesus. We're not there. We're growing in guess, grace. We, we strive to be like him, but we're not just like him just yet. Christianity is to be like Christ. It's not a religion. It is a person. It is a life in a relationship with God. You can't spell the word Christian without the word Christ. If you take the word Christ out of Christian, you have nothing. Just like somebody from California is a Californian. Uh, you, you just can't separate that. There is going to be a res resurrection, and at the resurrection, there will be a change. I've alluded to this verse several times over the last couple of days, but in Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, for our conversation, remember the New Testament word conversation, it's not just the words we say, it is our life, our look, our language, it is our whole, uh, all behavior of life. For our, our life, we could say, our conversation is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, and vile it is that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Aren't you glad God can do all that he has determined to do because he's omnipotent? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 53, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Paul said in Romans 7, verses 24 and 25, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is the answer. We are complete in him. We are a blessed people. We have truly been blessed with all spiritual blessings because we have been elected. 
we have been predestinated and we have been predestinated to be adopted. What a wonderful word, wonderful word that defines our salvation. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search from the poorhouse to the palace. From a poor lowly place to the palace.